25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Wise Sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's do it. Hour two of the show on this hump day is underway. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi and all 82 counties. Hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Somebody you can talk to one-on-one about an insurance issue, question, policy, claim, some of those, God forbid, but you never know. I mean, that's why we have them, right? And when it when that time does come to call your insurance agent, you don't have to sit on hold on an 800 number talking to somebody two states over. Farm Bureau Insurance, your agents are local, and the headquarters for the whole shebang, right there, right there in Jackson, Mississippi. Also, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, also headquartered right there in Madison, Mississippi. Ceasefire, the number one network in Mississippi. And speaking of Mississippi, it's Southern Mississippi. The head football coach is Jay Hopson. He'll be on the phone with us here in a few minutes, and we'll chat it up with him. Now, if you want to be a part of the show, you can be. If you're tuning into the stream on Twitter or on Facebook, check out the screen behind me there. It's got the numbers on it. For those listening on the radio, here you go. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 601-995-1059. 601-995-1059. And then text me on the Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN. Country Pleasing Sausage, the best, the best. I've lost 20 pounds, been eating it every morning. That's literally true. I have lost 20 pounds over the course of a month or so, and I eat Country Pleasing Sausage at breakfast every day. It's just part of the routine. Okay. Speaking of the country pleasing text line, some stuff in regards to the Egg Bowl article um, that I tore to shreds, and 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 rightfully so. It, it is, ooh. It's a lot like people, some people who cover history. They just make it into whatever they want to make it into, instead of actually telling us what happened. Drives me crazy. Uh, the mailman in Jackson said the act cost them their job, and rightfully so. It showed a lack of leadership by the coaches and not the loss itself. Agree to disagree on that. And I know some have that opinion, mailman, but I disagree. Let me give you an example. Unnamed texture right after you. Elijah Moore would be heralded as a hero if Ole Miss had won the game. And Matt Luke would still be head coach. Do you disagree with that, mailman? And it's okay if you do, but do you disagree with that? That if Elijah Moore, he hikes his leg, 
15 yards, but the kick goes through the uprights. And we're tied and we go to overtime. There was only four seconds left. And Ole Miss wins the game in overtime. Elijah Moore, would he be a hero? And would Matt Luke still be the head coach? Because two years earlier, DK Metcalf was a hero. And Matt Luke got to be head coach. It's, it's as simple as that. Speaking of history, a lot of times it repeats itself. Rhett says, if California in California they beat a man paralyzed for being a Giants fan at Dodger Stadium. Right. Tell me about toxic rivalries. Idiots. Somebody said, tell us what you really think, Matt. Well, there you go. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Eric on the Country Pleasing Text says, article also says that the play handed state an unexpected victory. Is it just my imagination or wasn't state favored in the game? Terribly written article. It was lazy and it's people trying to pump out some content. I know and it's during a tough time, but the fact is it was lazy. All right. You know, uh, there are a lot of folks, me, you, coaches, players, <laughs> all of us, but especially people in athletics, I think, who over the last week or so have had to fight off a feeling of being lazy, even though they are mandated to be at home. We're told to stay home, but having to stay home and not able to do our jobs. And if you listen to this show, you've heard from many of them, Coach Leach, and you know, you heard from Scott Strickland and Keith Carter up at Ole Miss, AD's coaches, Chris Lamonas. And, and there's a common theme. Jake Mangum yesterday on the show, there's a common theme. All these guys, they just, it's driving them crazy that they can't work like they like they want to. Another guy who's in those same shoes right now, he is the head football coach at the University of Southern Mississippi, Golden Eagles head coach Jay Hobson. And Jay is on your radio right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Jay, did I did I describe that uh, pretty well? That it, you, you, did pretty, you did pretty well, man. <laughs> You're on top of it, my man. Yeah, I mean, That's a good description. Yeah, just you know, you have to be sitting there because I know how coaches yeah, are. I know how you guys are, yeah, that's right. and that that's is right. you're no you're. Your motor is running twenty four hours a day, even when you're sleeping. Right, right, what do you, what do you how are you right. handling this right now? I don't. I, you know, I think everybody's you know is uncharted turf in what you're saying right on because it's such a competitive business you're in. You know, and there's so many unknowns. And I think coaches, you know, you just all want to be on an even playing field, and that that's that's always kind of the tough thing for coaches. You know, as you sit there and read about things going on at different places different you know across the country and i think that you know i think there's just so much uncertainty first and foremost we all want everybody to be safe you know that's number one but secondly we know when it does get back rolling you know that there's just so many unknowns and mm-hmm. you know, i don't know if there is one uh right way to, to plan anything right now because everybody's just kind of guessing into the unknown mm-hmm. of when possibly we will be back, what we'll be able to do when we get back. You know, will will programs come back at the same time? Will there be different time limits? Because, like you said, we're all coaches, and we all we all know. Uh, you know, every fall there's 
you know, we go straight into competition. And so it's a, it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough journey right now, I'm sure, for every coach and player in the country. Well, and, you know, for the players, are you able to kind of stay in contact, stay in touch, assistant coaches, or are they just kind of, because you can't see them face-to-face, do you just kind of it's have really, to expect that they're working out? You're really kind of on a shutdown mode mm-hmm. here. Well, at least we are at Southern Miss, you know. And so, uh, you know, we're pretty much shut down. So, I mean, you just like you just have to hope they are. And, you know, but you want that to be in a safe environment, too, because, you know, most towns have shut down all fitness facilities and everything in most high schools are shut down. So, that's the tough thing. They could be months without finding places to go and to work out. And, you know, and you don't really know when this virus match, you don't know when it's going to end. You know, I, some of the thoughts I think about is when we do get up and running, maybe back in June or July, well, what happens when we go into two days and let's say a running back in California gets coronavirus? Does that mean their program shut down for a month? What happens if a young man gets sick in the first week of September? Is does that shut down competition for that program? I mean, there's so many unknowns mm-hmm. as coaches. And when you're a coach, you think about all the different scenarios, you know. And if, if you report back in July, if a young man is uh, infected, do you shut down your program for another month in July? So there's so many unknowns that I, I think we're just in such a, yeah. a world of unknown that we really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mark Cuban, I read or heard a couple of sound bites from him where he was basically saying, like from an NBA perspective, coach, he said he thinks what it requires for them to get back going is some type of treatment or vaccine for this thing that people feel good about. I, I, you, you probably, and there's a lot of wisdom possibly in that, Matt, because in, and we're looking at scans that could be 12 to 18 months away for that. You know, mm-hmm. so you're. It's definitely, it's definitely, uh, you know, there is no answer right now. There's just such an unknown. And, uh, you know, those are the thing I think as coaches, you know, we're, we're all, again, everybody's on lockdown mode right now and everything's pretty much shut down, but you're trying to figure out, I think right now, what's in every coach's mindset is first and foremost, we want a player safe. Secondly, when we do get back to some type of report back, you know, um, is it back on a universal timeline, NCAA-wise? Is it, are you know, are some programs coming back in June, some programs coming back in July? Right. You know, what's the, when it comes back, what's the playing field? And then when you get back, what are the measures? What are the things? And those are things I can't figure out because, you know, as a coach, you go that, you go that far in your brain. Yeah. You start thinking about, okay, we get in August and we've got a young man that's going through, uh, fall camp and, if you have a young man that, and it doesn't matter if you're from California to New York, you get a young man that all of a sudden he has it. What does that do to your program then? Right. How do you how do you combat that? Sure. And uh, so there's just it's just such a huge unknown. Well, and uh, Jay Hobson, head football coach Southern Miss, on your radio right now. You know this is, and for people listening, I'm not comparing Corona to flu. I'm just making a parallel here, Coach. There are a lot of coaches and football teams that, that you'll go through something where the flu will like go through your locker room, and it can happen mm-hmm. even you know during the season. Right, it usually happens every about mid. You know that as a player, man. <laughs> usually in early October, right. you usually get one of those weeks. Right, you know? 
And and you know, and I remember uh it might have been two, three years ago, seemed like there were a couple of NFL teams that went through like a staff infection outbreak, you know, Tampa Bay and there. So I guess what I'm asking is for those things, let's just take the flu for instance, do you have kind of um something where you something your doctors do or they, they plan to do to try to curb the spread of that flu once two or three guys get it or are you well, just are you just really, kind of at its mercy well we really do the vaccine is what we try to do you know we encourage our guys you know usually it's that late september time that early october time we try to encourage the guys to take the flu shot mm-hmm. okay. and uh, to try to curb it best you can you know there's no guarantees mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a given but but that's one of the protective measures we try to Sure. We try to encourage them to do. You know, another part of this, too, and I touched on this when we had Coach Leach on here, and and that is you've gone through the entire offseason, you know, the, the January, February running right, and lifting. Right, and, right. You know, guys that are supposed to gain weight are doing it. Guys that are supposed to trim, they're right. trimming. Muscles growing. Right. And now right. that's all yeah, just – it's, it's gone. That's right. That's right. I mean, you, you – you know, I mean, you've been through the routine. That's exactly, uh, you know, and, and there's, you know, and also you're losing entire, you know how critical as a football player that spring period is mm-hmm. as far as learning and development. And you know, that's the one time as coaches you get to slow down and teach. And I, I don't think a lot of people, unless you've played football or coached, you really understand the complexity of the game. It's unlike any other sport as far as the complexity that you have to mm-hmm. teach to play it, I think when you lose that spring, you lose you lose all that ability to teach how to play the game smartly and safely. So, so you're in a, a deal where you're losing a big teaching period, and uh, you know, I'm sure that's what a lot of coaches are concerned with right now. You know, when and if that start date starts back in the summertime, what kind of window are we going to have to teach? before we get to a fall camp window where, you know, like I know, when you get to fall camp, it's straight getting ready. Mm-hmm. You know, about after two weeks, you're getting ready for your opponents. You're getting ready for, you know, what you're, you know, there's not as much, um, you know, fundamental teaching at that time. So, you know, it's a, it's definitely everybody's on uncharted ground here. So, I, but yeah. I'm sure most coaches are like me. They got, they just have a lot of questions of, what's going to happen, you know, as we get moving forward this summer. Sure. Jay Hobson on your radio. That's the thing, Coach. I think about, you know, in the position you're in as the head coach, it's almost like it's sort of military-esque in that you have like a chain of command you go through. Like you talk to the AD, the, right. a, the AD's talking to the president, you know, the president's talking to other presidents and the commissioner, you know. Right. Um, it's like, it, you know, in the military, corps and divisions and regiments and all this stuff. But you – right. I've, t- you know, in last week we talked to athletics directors, and we hear from say, you know, commissioners like Sankey and others, they don't know. They don't. Right. That's exactly right. Nobody knows, and that that's the you know those are the big unknowns. Uh, that you know nobody really knows. Yeah. What's going to happen? So you you really you know it's it's a, it's a hard preparation when you're preparing for the unknown. Right. Well, I was going to make a joke, Jay, and say that you know it's good during it's, it's good during times like these that they pay y'all so much money as football coaches. You know, you're talking to the wrong guy, man. <laughs> you, 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 
Well, you, you must know. forget who's on. You must be forget who's on the radio today. <laughs> yeah, this, what Leeds Tuesday? I, they posted. I think what Leeds getting five that's million, right. Lane's getting five. You know, that's the thing about those guys. It's all public information, and they're going to have a lot. If this economy keeps going, they're going to have a lot of friends calling them up in about July, saying, "Hey, coach, uh, I'm coming over. What are you cooking? You know what I mean? Like we need that's some. Right. That's right. You got any toilet that's paper?" Right. <laughs> that's exactly right there's, you know I lived at one time it's, there's no you can't compare it it's two, two different uh, tragedies but I can remember being here when Katrina hit and that was just such a mm-hmm. such a whirlwind too because you were just I mean you're just looking for any necessity to survive you know and, and uh, we certainly haven't gotten to that point right now as far as you yeah. know at that time it was that was a tough sledding, but you know this is certainly you know it's just a tough tough deal, and you know we're praying for everybody that's infected, and it just it's you know again just don't know we don't have a lot of answers here. Sure. Well, um, that's it. You know, looking for answers, and I will tell you, you know, as a as a fan base, and I hear it every day on this show, Coach. But I think for fans, they just like to hear your voice every now and then. You know what I mean? Um, right. You're the head coach. You're kind of the figurehead of the whole program, and fans right now are just kind of grasping for any piece of information. Right. I think it's it's almost right. therapeutic for the fan base to they can go home and say, "Hey, right. I, at least I got to hear Coach Jay on the radio." You That's know, right. so right, right. And anytime you know, anytime I'm more than happy. I always appreciate you having me. And and it's again, you know, we're, we hope here and things get better and. Sure. We'll have some answers and solutions, but it's just, uh, you know, it's just in this unknown time. It's just so hard to, you know, know what's going to happen. And, you know, you know, as coaches, you're trying to prepare a lot of times, Matt, you know, this, sometimes we're looking at the, we're calling a play, but we're re- really looking three plays down the line. Right. And I think some of the things I talked about today are some of the thoughts I think that are racing honestly through my brain right mm-hmm. now, you know, where, okay, if we get to a stabilization point, you know what happens in in late July or August, or if something pops up again, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden a young man on team. You know, those things. What happens to the program now? Is it is your program shut down? Is every program is the, is the schedule right. changed? And and the, those are the things that I don't think a lot of people are thinking about right now. You know, what I mean, the, I think a lot of people are just looking such because nobody knows. They're looking just so you know nearsighted to okay, we get this thing harnessed. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You know, but is there what's the answer beyond that too? And you know, as coaches, we're always kind of we're always thinking way ahead at times. So yep. those are the things. Is you know, we firstly want to solve this one first and get back here and, and get moving. But you know, we know you know this is a this is an interesting deal and an interesting battle we're fighting right now. So we just don't have a lot of answers. You know, right? Absolutely. Still, just kind of waiting on the answers. It seems like we wake up every day, one day at a time. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly seeing what we right. hear. Hey, well, uh, Jay, it's always good to talk to you. It is good to hear your voice. Glad to Same know here, you. Man. You and the family are all doing well. So um, we'll um, be back in touch, and hopefully, hopefully, real soon, maybe things start shaking loose. But I appreciate it that's today, right. Coach, very much. You're more than welcome, man. And appreciate all you do for Mississippi and for Mississippi sports. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. That's Jay Hobson, Thanks, head football coach. Southern Miss, Mississippian, born and raised in Vicksburg area. Of course, you know, he's you know, the head coach there at Alcorn State, did a great job at Alcorn, and then has done a heck of a job at Southern Miss. 
winning teams, winning program, winning football. He's like everybody else. I mean, it's just, you know, still it hits me. Like we had Coach Leach on last week. You know, we've talked to baseball coaches, and here we're talking to Jay, and you're talking about a Division One head football coach who is no different than me and you right now, and that is told to stay home, to avoid gatherings of 10 or more, <laughs> don't get around people, and is just waiting for the phone to ring or for something to pop up on Twitter or on your television that tells you, hey, here's you might get to go back to work next week. Just twiddling his thumbs, you know? Uh, kids are at home. You know, when you think about the difference in football versus maybe basketball, certainly the difference, you know, like baseball, softball, if it's 25, 30 guys in baseball or players in softball, you're talking about 100 players or more, 100 athletes, really more than 100 when you can include all the walk-ons and gray shirts and everything in every position group that – it's it's impossible if you're not on the same uh, you know stretch of ground with them within a certain time frame to keep tabs on everybody and to keep up and to communicate. We can text a group text and try to get it to everybody, but and I got 120 football players out here spanning the entire country that have all gone home. I, I can't keep up with all of them. So I mean, football programs right now are just. These coaches, their head is spinning. Heck, mine is too. What about you? Is your head spinning? (laughs) Plenty more to get to. And the aforementioned Sanford and Son trivia, and I'll tell you why. Coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show with you. Hit me up. Give me a call on the Divinity Equipment phone. Love to hear your voice today. It would be uh, it'd be great. It'd make me and Beaver feel like somebody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, we need that every now and then. I'm Matt. He's Beaver. Call us on the Divinity Equipment phone. 995-1059. It is a... 601 number 995-1059. Text me on the country pleasing text line 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. If you need the number, it's 885-3776. But just spell ESPN out and we'll get it. Yeah, let me let me give you uh I mentioned the Sanford and Son. Trivia, this is a big deal. This might be the one day I do this kind of stuff all year long. Beaver rolls his eyes and, and makes fun of me on Chris's show about doing this kind of thing. But I love this kind of stuff because I grew up as a kid of the 80s and part of the 90s paying way too much attention to sitcoms because back then they were good. See, now I'm really sounding old. Back then it was funny. 
All we got is a bunch of nowadays. Yeah, I know. Back in my day, we walked to school uphill two miles in the snow barefoot. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Nope. On this day in 1977, the final episode of Sanford and Son aired. Come on. <laughs> you big dummy. And of course, you had Fred and Lamont, the main characters, Grady. Who else? Aunt Esther. Esther cracked me up. Y'all remember Aunt Esther? Yeah, the final one. So, I mean, look, I was born in 76. Okay, just a few months later, the last episode of Sanford and Son aired. So I grew up watching hundreds and hundreds of replays and you know, reruns of Sanford and Son. That's how I know it. it reruns. I never even knew it was reruns. <laughs> a lot of it. Of course, now I know. Hey, speaking of Esther, the best I think the show ever was is when Fred and Esther got to going back and forth. You were a deadbeat the day my sister married you, and you still a deadbeat today. Listen, <laughs> Esther, now you know good and well the day I married your sister... I was loaded. Yeah, you was loaded, all right. You were so drunk, you fell on the preacher. <laughs> <laughs> Keep well, I going. I had to get drunk to look at your ugly family. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you know that's funny. You know it's funny. Pretend like you ain't laughing. Don't you talk about my family. I'll talk about your family. Listen, for years, people going around saying, Black is beautiful. They took one look at your family and said, hold everything. <laughs> well, that's something you wouldn't understand. We have inner beauty. Yeah, what? Inner beauty. <laughs> well, you better put your liver where your face is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> put your liver where your face is. I heard him arguing one time and... Esther said, Fred, I'll have you know that Queen Esther was one of the most beautiful queens in the Bible. And Fred said, yeah, well, somebody lied. And then she said, there's a whole book in the Bible about Esther. He said, yeah, I know. Samson slew the Philistines with your jawbone. <laughs> Sanford and Son, it's an all-timer. It is an all-timer. The uh, the conversation that was going on on the show previous to this one, too, the gridiron, kind of an all-timer in regards to Tua or Burrow, who would you pick at number one? Who's going to have the longer NFL career? And so on and so forth. And... I just want to go down on record here. I want you know, put me down as I have switched several years ago. Like after Tua's freshman year, um, he was the best quarterback in the country and the best quarterback prospect that we'd seen in a long, long time for sure. And he's still one of the best. Tua is, but the injury thing really throws a kink in that. It just does. That's all there is to it. It just throws a big kink in it. And I'm I'm not picking on Squirrel. I'm just going to use his as a reference. 
Squirrel said on the gridiron earlier today that Tua would have the best career and would be a Hall of Famer or something like that. And Burrow would be out of the NFL within five years. I believe the reverse of that. Okay, so y'all put me down. And look, I'm a believer in Tua. But because of his injury stuff, he's the one. He will have somewhere in the neighborhood of that five- to six-year NFL career before the body just won't be able to take it. That's just... And he may be really good right out of the right out of the gates, out of the shoots. If he does get healthy, the kid can throw it. He's really good, okay? But Joe Burrow showed you this past year. Joe Burrow elevated LSU farther than it's ever been elevated because he was that good. The light bulb came on that seriously for him. And here's the thing. We talk about the weapons and stuff they had at LSU. They had a better team of weapons around Joe Burrow than Tua had around him at Alabama? No. Give Joe Burrow that Alabama team from last year and their receivers, and we'd never see anything like it ever again. That's how much he elevated everybody around him. So a year ago, a year and a half, two years ago, I wouldn't have hesitated to tell you Tua over everybody else. Now that we've seen this past year, for me, Burrow, wherever he goes, is going to elevate the entire team around him. He will have the long NFL career. And Tua... Um, would be the next quarterback probably off the board for me after Bo- after two. I'm sorry, after Burrow. Easy for me to say. But I think the injury thing is going to creep back up there. That hip thing that I don't care how they repair it and what the doctors say, just listen, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when does it happen again. So put me down on record as that. All right, let me jump over here. A bunch of texts on the country-pleasing text line that um, – Kind of got all stacked up, and I want to get into it. Let's see. I think I missed one from uh, Chris. All right, Chris said, the leg hike was an excuse. This is talking about the Egg Bowl conversation from hour one. The leg hike was an excuse. That's all it was. It wasn't the reason. The missed kick wasn't the reason. The loss of that game wasn't the reason. It was an excuse the administration used to start over. The reason, the fact, they didn't have those young men playing to their capacity every game and didn't put up better results. I don't believe one single play caused a dismissal of entire staff. If it did, the school has a lot bigger problems. Chris, I can't really disagree with a whole lot of that. I really can't. We do know that the outcome in that rivalry game sometimes really swings things one way or the other. We know that. That's that's a fact. But for anybody to point to the leg hike and say that in a vacuum is what caused it, that's crazy. And I simply don't believe. Well, I say I didn't believe it. Look, I'm just telling you, in that situation at the end of that egg bowl with four seconds left and you just scored a touchdown and all you need is an extra point to tie and send it overtime in the rival stadium, 
and the kid does a leg hike and you get 15 yards. If your coaching staff, before we've even attempted the extra point, is already thinking about, well, that may get us fired, then you do have much bigger problems because that's just not what goes on between the ears of a thinker, a decision maker, player, or coach in that situation. It's just not. The whole article needs to, they need to light fire to it and and let it never see the light of day again. Joe Pesci on the, not the real Joe Pesci, on the country pleasing text line says, at the end of the day, Matt Luke got to go bowling. How? What? Was he with Georgia in the bowl game? I knew he went to Georgia. You know, he took a job at Georgia, but I didn't know that he coached him during a bowl game. Green Okra has to be that guy. Says Russian cosmonauts go to the same space station as our astronauts. Okay, fine. What did I say? Their space station? I mean, come on, Green Okra. He even put three little dots, dot, 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 at the end of his statement there. <laughs> Alan, listening in Vicksburg, says Matt Luke got fired because if you watched Ole Miss Day on the SEC Network, one of their highlights was a win over Vandy. Really? The program was not going anywhere. That's exactly right. Again, it's lip service now for people to say, well, if they won that game, maybe you hang on and we ride it out. No. Nobody believe that. Joe disagreed with me wholeheartedly. He said, completely disagree, Matt. When DK did it, we were dominating the game. Elijah Moore did it while we were down and backed up our struggling all-year kicker. I knew we had lost that game as soon as the flags went in the air. Well, if you knew, Joe... If you really did know, then take me to Vegas. You can say you knew it, but you didn't. And I think your reasoning is kind of out of whack. But disagreements are good. Make good radio. We'll wrap it up with you next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Back, 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 back on the show. I'm Matt Beavers here as well. Beaver, which character on the office would you most like to spend a day with? Mm. Uh huh. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough because we. Hey, hey, we kind of. You can't. You can't say it, but you're fixed to say Pam, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking back yesterday because we kind of, we it was worded in a different way. What's mm-hmm. the best character? Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess whoever you think the best character is you want to hang out with. Yeah. I was torn because Dwight, obviously he's Dwight. You don't need to say anything else, but yeah. I thought Kevin yeah. was great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll go with Kevin. You go with Kevin? There you yeah. go. Maybe oh, ha- let me tell you, Matt. You remember the scene where he spilled chili everywhere? Yes. Okay. Uh, So the actor, Brian Baumgartner, I saw him recently. Mm -hmm. He was in his actual kitchen, and he was making the chili. Right. But he was just talking in his normal voice, and it was such a letdown. (laughs) Right. Right, because his normal voice is, he's really like, he's almost like a voiceover guy. He's got a great voice. Yeah. I saw it too. It was on National Chili Day. 
Yeah, that was it. Yep. I saw the same thing. And like he was making a mess and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd, like at least get, at least give me Kevin. Slow talking Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, I think for me it would have to be Dwight just because. Just because. Yeah. You know, and I like Cree. But, but if I could go really obscure and say Robert California, just mm-hmm. so I could write down some of the things that he said. Do I look like the kind of man that would waste my own time? (laughs) Stuff like that. So I might go obscure that way. No, just random thought. Just thought I'd bring it up. You know, we're... Since they've got this quarantine on, we're sitting around watching stuff. My wife and I have been watching The Office on Netflix. Yeah. We watched the one the other night where Dwight took uh, the temp Ryan out to his farm to initiate him, you know, <laughs> and he, had a, he walks in, they had a coffin and Moe's cousin Moe's gets up out of the coffin. Finally, the temp had had enough. He goes, okay, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, I've seen enough. <clears throat> what season was that? Was that season two? I think it was. All right, back on track. Not that we ever were, but just a couple of things you need to know. And then I'm going over your text. I want to get to everybody's text here if I can. Jameis Winston pushed an SUV up a hill, posted a video of himself in hopes of getting signed. <laughs> I didn't make any of that up. Every last bit of that is true. I'm looking at it right here. He had a buddy film it. They posted it on social media. Jameis Winston pushed a 5,500-pound SUV up an incline. And then tweet, one of the, somebody retweeted it and goes, Tom Brady can't do that. Joke's on you, Tampa. I mean, come on. NFL quarterback released. The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to post a video of me training. I'm pushing an SUV up a, you know, slight incline. So, that's the most interesting sports headline I could find. <laughs> just, I'm just being honest. Jason over here on the, no, I want to go back. I want to go back to Joe real quick. Joe Schmo on the country pleasing text line. He's the one that said completely disagree, Matt. When DK did it, we're talking about the leg hike. We were dominating the game. Elijah Moore did it while we were down and backed up our struggling all-year kicker. I knew we had lost the game as soon as the flags went through the air. Um, You know, and I've read through this, Joe, a couple times, but I'm not really sure what it is that I said that you disagree with. I don't know what you're disagreeing with. Um, Because those things that you said, yeah, Ole Miss was um, – what they were already up in the game and that extended it to two scores or three when DK Metcalf scored the touchdown and hiked his leg was it, but I, th- I mean, I was thinking maybe it put them up by two scores. It might've been three, but yes, they were up, but what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, you said you completely disagree. Okay. But with what? Because yes, when DK did it, Ole Miss was leading. Yes. When Elijah Moore did it, they were down. What does that have to do with anything? Because the point that I made is, 
how can anybody, let alone two guys that are supposed to be respected writers, Lowe and Slayball, one a Tennessee guy, one a Georgia guy, and we're going to do a big long thing about the Egg Bowl and spend the whole first two-thirds of the article focusing on the leg hike by Elijah Moore. Now, it supposedly got him fired. That. You know, though it's you know it's the impetus for everything in this article when it's just not reality number 1 if they had made the extra point even after the penalty especially if they'd gone on and won the game it's a non issue trust me you can say what you want but it's a non issue well how do you know that matt cuz it happened 2 years earlier and it was a non issue and they didn't even touch on it in the article. They even put a quote in there from Rich Rodriguez. Ah, oh, well, it's just a kid who did a, a dumb thing in a spur of the moment. How can you say that? It's the exact same thing that happened on the exact same team with the exact same coach two years ahead. Yeah, we don't even include that. All right, so what do you disagree with? Here's a question from an unnamed texter, Matt. Have you or are you going to interview Kiffin? That's from number three on the Country Pleasing text line. Working on it. Cross your fingers. Oh, yeah, more bully loved the Sanford and Son reference on the show. I sure am glad you enjoyed it. I just love the song. He said, you big dummy. Jive turkey. Thanks for this. He said, it's the big one, Elizabeth. <clears throat> Good stuff. Ghost pepper said, uh, the truth shall set you free. That's John. And a lie might find you dead. That's Fred. <laughs> That's good. Okay, we have a vote for Daryl on The Office. Somebody would, we don't know your name, but somebody texted us and said they'd hang out with Daryl. That'd be their number one choice from The Office. Slippery when Rhett says, sounds like Jameis Winston is as confused about how to operate a car as he is on who to throw the ball to. <laughs> Good one, Rhett. I give you a high five on that one. Virtual. Because we have to stay within, what, six feet? Hey, I got a riddle for you. How far away do you have to be from someone before it is no longer social? At what distance... Is it no longer considered social, right? Because we're social distancing. Jason on the country pleasing text says quarantine isn't half as bad as what I'm calling it. The great stupid people's toilet paper embargo of 2020. Man, I know. What is that all about, huh? What really? Why? Why did they do that? Rusty says, I blame the Ole Miss Sports Marketing Department for the NWO campaign and the culture of disrespect that it breeds. Oh, well, I don't think the marketing department came up with that, though. I mean, that's just kids. And the thing about that is, Rusty, it's like every team in the country did something. Miami had the chain, and then it really took off. Every team got some type of paraphernalia and took it onto the field with them. And use it to celebrate interceptions and stuff, or whatever you know the case is. Let's see, what is this? Jason Beaver, how many times I got to say my name? Okay, so 
the unnamed texter who wanted to hang out with Daryl on the country pleasing text. I'm going to put your name in there as Jason. All right? Do you want anything else other than Jason or just Jason? Or we could put you in there as Jason who loves Daryl. We'll just put you in here as Jason loves Daryl. So that's now your contact. If you'll text us again, it'll be Jason loves Daryl. <laughs> Look, man, doing the best I can. Okay. I'm actually entering data into our database while on the air. Let me see Jake do that. <laughs> For real. Let me see him do that. <clears throat> All right. So uh, appreciate you tuning in today. Thanks, to everybody, for doing that. And also, if you just got in and you maybe missed the conversation with Jay Hobson, head coach Southern Miss, just like always, like yesterday we had Jake Mangum and Hugh Mina from C Spire, um, there are ways to get that stuff on demand, like via podcast. So first up, there's a podcast of this show, and everywhere you get a podcast, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all these different podcast platforms, just any of them, search The Matt Wyatt Show. Subscribe, and every day you get the first hour and the second hour where you can go back and listen either again or what you missed. Also, all the interviews, I'm posting them all every day when they happen on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. So it's all right there. And give me a follow on Twitter if you haven't already, just Radio Wyatt there, because I send out links and stuff that way too. So don't fret if you miss something, whatever. Uh, there are plenty of ways to get it after the fact. For Beaver, I'm Matt, for all of us, in the Farm Bureau studio. Go with the home team, and we'll see you tomorrow. See ya!